0: And if you haven't yet got GTD helping your life, this could be the easiest way so far of doing it. Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Gosh, it's jolly windy. Not sure I've got the right glasses on. Not sure I've got the right anything on. I don't even know whether I'm recording. It's been a long time. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to episode 56. Now, if you're a regular listener of the podcast and you've been waiting for ages for the next episode to come out, I'm really sorry it's taken a while. been really busy again. Also, I've spent quite a lot of time working on this one, so I want it to be good, and therefore I didn't want to rush it. If you're not a regular listener, so maybe you've just come to the podcast for the first time and you're binge listening, and you're listening to the back episodes, then there's been no gap whatsoever. Everything's normal. Now, back in June 2017, I recorded an episode introducing the idea of GTD, David Allen's system for getting things done. And I gave you recommendations as to how you could benefit if you found out about it. We explored how it could be really helpful for focusing organising stuff and generally getting in control of all the bits that make up our life. So, two years later, what have you done with it? Well, I expect that you've taken it all very seriously and you've done massive amounts of research and you've adopted GTD as your go-to method of productivity. Well, if you did, I'm afraid this episode isn't for you. You see, I reckon a huge chunk of our listeners have possibly not yet understood the benefits and the methodology. Or you might have started with it, tried it but not really got it going. And you might even have ignored it completely. And who can blame you? It does require a bit of commitment. It is something that you've got to invest a bit of time in and the original book is over 300 pages with quite small font. However, I have discovered a much easier way of learning these amazing ideas in a much more accessible way, and it's called GTD for Teens. Now, bear with me, don't switch off if you're not a teenager. I'm going to explain why I think everyone should read GTD for Teens, how it can help you whether you're 15, 50 or 85, and if you haven't yet got GTD helping your life, this could be the easiest way so far of doing it. Oh, and if you've got teenagers, it could also be useful for them. On November the 27th in 1940, in Chinatown, San Francisco, a child was born to Hong Kong nationals Lee Hoi Chuen, a Cantonese opera singer, and Grace Ho. Now according to the Chinese zodiac, 1940 was a year of the dragon. Three months later the family returned to Hong Kong. The child, Li Jun Fan, grows up in Hong Kong, and then at 18, he returns to San Francisco, where, eventually, after spending lots of time back and forth from the US to Hong Kong, he becomes the movie star that we know as Bruce Lee, possibly the world's best-known martial artist, and certainly one of the most revered. Now, in December 1972, production starts on his film Enter the Dragon. Now at the same time, I was living in Hong Kong, I was living in Hong Kong with my family, my dad was posted out there in the Navy, and we lived on Hong Kong Island in a place called Pock Fulham. I was very small. We left Hong Kong in January 1973, and sadly in that same year, Bruce Lee died of cerebral edema at only 32 years of age. Six days after his death, Enter the Dragon is released in Hong Kong. and the film is considered by some to be the greatest martial arts film of all time. All the more fitting given that its star was born in the Year of the Dragon. The water scene in that movie was filmed at a place in Hong Kong called Aberdeen Harbour, which was less than four kilometres away from where we lived at the very same time. Other locations for Enter the Dragon were filmed at places around Hong Kong Island and Will have been filmed when we lived there. Maybe my claim to fame. Now, I'm not mentioning Bruce Lee because of the geography coincidence. I'm talking about him because of a phrase that he used most notably towards the end of his career. Here is the phrase used by Lee in the 1971 TV series Long Street, less than two years before his death. Empty your mind. Be formless shapeless, like water. Now, you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. Put it into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now, water can flow or creep or drip or crash. Be water, my friend. According to the book Artist of Life by John Little, which is a collection of Bruce Lee's writing, poems and private notes, The thinking behind the phrase be water came to Lee while he was struggling with mastering the art of detachment. He was sailing his junk and thinking about his frustration with detachment. In anger, he punched the water and then he realised there was the answer. He says in the book about the water, I struck it but it did not suffer hurt. Again, I struck it with all of my might, yet it was not wounded. I then tried to grasp a handful of it, but this proved impossible. This water, the softest substance in the world, which could be contained in the smallest jar, only seemed weak. In reality, it could penetrate the hardest substance in the world. That was it. I wanted to be like the nature of water. So why are we talking about this? Well, David Allen, author of GTD, who was born five years after Bruce Lee, says this about this phrase. Basically, I refer to it, I use a martial arts term as mind like water. A body of water responds to physical forces around it totally appropriate. It doesn't overreact, doesn't underreact. You throw in a pebble, it does pebble. Back to calm the ballast again. You throw in a boulder, what does it do? It does boulderness. It does it very dispassionately. It doesn't tense up before the rock hits it. It doesn't get all mad at the rock for having disturbed its calm life. Back to calm and balanced again. Now, out of these you know, metaphors from nature, I've got a couple of lessons I've learned. Lesson number. One. Now, what jumps out to me when David Allen uses his phrase, mind like water, is the idea that no matter what you're engaging with, developing the ability to engage at the appropriate level For your state of mind to be permanently ready is the goal. And then whether you're presented with the equivalent of a boulder or a pebble in your day, responding appropriately is all about being ready. Now that calmness, that readiness, that's probably relatively easy to achieve if we're sitting quietly, maybe relaxing or meditating but I reckon it's less easy when you're at work and the phones are ringing and emails are coming in and people are chewing your ear off. Hmm. So what GTD helps us do is develop that ability to be ready, that ready state, regardless of what's going on around us. It helps us prepare to be present with the one thing that we should be engaging with. And I think David himself has said, it's not about getting things done. And my interpretation is that GTD is effective because it helps us ensure that the million and one other things that could be trying to get our attention at any moment in time are parked somewhere else and not interrupting us right now. So we can truly focus on the one thing that matters. And that's why I find it really useful. I mean, I'm recording this podcast right now. I have got a million and one thing going on in my life, work stuff, home stuff, and so on. But it does allow me to be able to be focused entirely on just doing this one thing to the best of my ability. So, why is a f- year old man talking about GTD for teens? Hang on a minute, what's wrong with this microphone? Why does it beep when I say how old I am? I am f***ing years old. Maybe i got an upgrade. There are two groups of people that I think who would benefit from this book who are not captured in the title. The first one is people any age who are new to the idea of GTD, who want an accessible introduction, something easier to work with than 350 pages of very small font. The second group Are people at any age who've tried GTD and failed, or who have lost their way with it? And then of course, the title is GTD for teens, so there are teenagers, either parents of teenagers, I've bought the book for ours, or teenagers themselves. So why does this stuff matter? Why is now an important time to think about these things? Well, at this point in history, we are bombarded with more distraction, more interruption than anyone has ever experienced. According to a nice infographic at Raconteur, it says that we send every single day, every 24 hours, 500 million tweets, 294 billion emails, and on Facebook alone, we generate 4 petabytes of information every single day. Oh, and a petabyte is 1,000 billion bytes. And they also estimate that by 2020, only next year, every day, 28 petabytes of data will be generated by wearable devices. So, whether you're a teenager, whether you care for teenage children, or whether you just exist in the world... The bombardment of distraction is remarkable. But why is this a problem? Well, according to Fast Company, way back in 2011, Americans were already taking in five times as much information every day compared to 1986. So I can't imagine what the comparison would be between 2019, that time of recording, and 1973 but the processing capacity of the conscious mind is estimated at 120 bits per second. So there's a conflict, the sheer volume of things coming in, compared to our brain's relatively limited ability to deal with it. So clearly, we need a coping mechanism, we need a filter, a way of separating the wheat from the chaff, the wood from the cheese. Cheese, the wood from the cheese. Mmm. I'm going to invent a new phrase. I'm going to separate the wood from the cheese. Um, Anyway, GTD is a great filter. It's a great coping mechanism, and it's one that I found really helps. And I reckon if there ever was a time that you should consider it, that time is now. So what is GTD? Well, it's a way of thinking, and it's more a mindset than a process. And this book, GTD for Teens, makes that mindset much easier to understand. Now, although the book has terminology and concepts that teens will be able to relate to, it's really simple for us non-teens to be able to translate those into our world. For instance, they talk about backpacks. We might use a rucksack, a briefcase or a handbag. They cover how to maintain a gift idea list for families. Well, we could all use a bit of help there, I reckon. And when they refer to getting stress or worries out of our head, I think we can all relate to that whatever our age. So what is this book? Who wrote it and what does it say? Well, it's a joint production between David Allen, the creator of Getting Things Done, Mike Williams, who was the president and CEO of the GTD company for five years, and Mark Wallace, an award-winning teacher. Now, it's set out in three parts. The first part is, what is the world like now? What is all the stuff we have to deal with? And what are the pitfalls? The second part, that's the practice of GTD. So that's the stuff about how to use the tools, what the tools are, the five steps, the planning map, and the levels of focus. And then the third section, that's the lab. And in there, there's some great practical examples of how to use the ideas that, again, teenagers can relate to but again, I think we can all easily understand. So, let's get into it. Well, the book starts off by helping us consider the two parts of our brain that maybe we don't give much thought to. And they create two characters to help us. They're called Miggy and Cortland. So Miggy is a monkey, and that references the amygdala. So that's the reactive part of our brain, the bit that moves fast, is self-involved. The other part, Cortland, which is represented by an owl, that's the prefrontal cortex. That's the part of our brain that's more slow, more deliberate, more wise and sequential. And it explains that we need both of these things to be in sync. In the introduction, It explains this idea of ready, ready for now, ready for what's next, ready for transitions or ready for anything. So part one's called the art of GTD. And in it, we look at the world, we look at what's in it, what's the stuff, what are the pitfalls? How does this volume of information get processed by Miggy and Cortland and what are the challenges? Now there's loads of illustrations. It's really light reading. Um, Part one's easily done in one sitting, in fact, I think the whole book could be read in one sitting if you've got a day off and you really want to help yourself. So part one covers stress, overload, um, what can knock you off the state of being ready, and it introduces the idea of a masterful opponent. Stuff. Part two then gets into the nitty gritty. So this is the model of getting things done starting with the five steps. Now, these five steps aren't changed, they're the same as they ever were, but how they're explained in, the, in GTD for Teens, I think it's much easier on the eye. It's simple, it's clearer, and even more straightforward than in the original book. Now, what I like is there's a nice summary at the end of each tool, which becomes a great go-to place when you just want to remind yourself of the key points without reading the whole chapter. In the Clarify section, I love the Transformer tool, which is a really nice adaptation of the original GTD workflow diagram. And again, it's simple, clear and easy to action. So that's the first bit of Section 2. That's the five steps of GTD. Capture, Clarify, Organize, Reflect and Engage. The next part of Section 2 is all about levels of focus. Now for teenagers, the idea of stepping back and looking at different perspectives might not be intuitive. And they do a really good trick here. They refer to Google Maps and how with Google Maps you can zoom in and zoom out, which is not only a nice way of looking at this, but it's very consistent with the approach that Peter Bregman took in his book, 18 Minutes, which we've spoken about in another episode. So this is the idea that you can zoom out right back to, why am I on this planet? And then you can zoom right into, what am I doing right now? at this moment in time. I think that was a bit dramatic. I might do that again and we'll see how it sounds. If you heard me getting closer to the microphone, I quite liked it. If you didn't hear me getting close to the microphone, I didn't like it. Now the practical element of this section is really useful. What they do is they take each level of focus and they actually ask the reader to think, what does this mean to me? And you fill it in with your answers. It includes setting goals and moving up and down the levels. And it ends with the summary like before, and also Yoda's statement, do or do not, there is no try. Now, I'm pretty sure that is a nod to the parents or the non-teenagers who are reading, because that's from a film that's nearly 40 years old. I don't know. Maybe some teenagers are familiar with The Empire Strikes Back. I know two of ours are not. Finally, in section two, we look at the planning map, and this introduces the idea of a thing called natural planning. Now, I always thought this was a stroke of genius in the original work. It's the idea that how anything that you do, like going to the movies or buying a birthday gift, consists of a natural series of steps. It's a brilliant tool and for anything that you're doing that has a number of different stages, it's a really great way to help you think clearly about what am I doing, when do I need to do it and how am I gonna do it? So far then we've covered part one, which is about what the world is like and what the challenges are, and part two, which covers the fundamental tools of GTD and how to use them. Before we look at the final section, part three, I wanted to take a break and share with you something a bit different. Our friends over at Release the Clowns podcast were very kind recently to give us a shout out in a recent episode and we wanted to return the favour. So if you're looking to switch off and fill your mind with some light-hearted silliness, they are the ones to do it with. They never take themselves seriously, which is one of the reasons why we think they're great, and their podcast is a fabulous antidote to the stress and strains of everyday life. And it's jolly funny. This is what it sounds like. In a world of wonder. See? That's my feet. And horror. The military advised that the flesh eating pigeons can only be stopped by destroying the brainstem and that they do not poop. That makes no sense. Why did they do that? One podcast fights the forces of evil. The new and improved diabolical disintegrating death ray (laughs) Ah! triumphs over adversity. Now, I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. (laughs) And brings hope. Live your life. Joy. (laughs) and silliness. Perfectly normal. That podcast is... Release... The... Clowns. Coming to ears near your head now. Release the Clowns Sketch Comedy Podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and all reputable platforms. Oh, this is most pleasing. Yes, quite marvelous. That's Release the Clowns, and you can find it on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and all the usual podcast places. So, back to GTD for Teens, and the final part is something that really appeals to me, because it's practical, and it adds a real-world element that, for me, wasn't quite there in the original book. Part three is called The Lab. Okay, it's not about alchemy or white coats. The lab has loads of real-life examples of how you can use GTD every day. It gives you practical advice on some of the GTD elements like capture. Use a massive bucket. I mean, it says literally, use a big bucket and shove everything in the bucket. Or getting worry out of your head by using the mind sweep. They cover action cards and there's a nice chunk of stuff in there using checklists. And we love a checklist, don't we? And then finally, they take all the imagery from the book and bring it all together at the end, which is really cool, because that means that once you've read it and you've got the basic ideas, you can refer to this very visual section to remind you of the key steps and how to do it all in practice when you're running with it. So, if your mind feels a bit like this sometimes, and you'd rather have a mind like this, then I thoroughly recommend GTD, and particularly GTD for teens as a really accessible way of understanding it and putting it into practice. Now, there will of course be links to all the videos, the TED Talks, and all the books in the show notes. Oh, and guess what? In a couple of months, there's another new GTD book coming out, and this one's called the getting things done workbook. We can't wait for that here at Sharp and when we get our hands on it, we'll tell you all about it. Well, only if it's good. Bye-bye. All the links, resource and articles I've used in this episode will be in the show notes right there on your device. Hopefully you'll find them helpful and useful and hopefully you'll find this whole podcast helpful and useful. I hope you do and I do spend a lot of time and effort making sure it's relevant, helpful and entertaining enough for you to listen to. If you agree and you'd like to show your support, there are several ways you can do it. You could go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating or a great review, which would be fab. Alternatively, you can share the podcast on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. We are at Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. Or you could even show someone how to subscribe on their phone or their device. And finally on the website, sharppodcast.com, you can leave feedback, subscribe, or go and listen to the archive episodes. I'm off, I hope you are able to find one thing before our next episode that you can do which will help you get better, and remember, don't waste time comparing yourself to anyone else, the only person you should try to be any better than is the person that you were yesterday. Bye bye. Okay, one, 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 one. That's a bit loud actually. Hmm. Maybe that's better. Yes. Do, 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 do. Where's my notes? There we are. Gosh, it's jolly windy. Not sure I've got the right glasses on. Not sure I've got the right anything on.